hey, everybody. It's Allison Kaskowski. Thank you so much for tuning in to the very first edition of 2021 of The Ultimate Journey of Self-Care. I'm so glad that you're here with me to start this new year off, hopefully on a positive note for yourself. Um, so as we start this year, I know that there are probably a million and one fitness and self-care and health experts out there talking New Year's resolutions. And so what I find this time of year when it comes to having that discussion is, is that it's really easy to set goals and make decisions, but the hard part comes in actually executing it and putting the thoughts that you want to breathe life into, so to speak, behind that. And so my guest today, I had him on my show last year. He's, I like to call him a humor expert, but he's also a, a recognized national published author as well, has, and has several books out. And he just released a brand new book, which is perfect for what we're going to talk about today. My guest today is Alan Klein. Alan, thank you so much for joining me again. Well, in uh, conjunction with my new book, it's awesome to be here. Perfect. I'm excited. I'm, I'm looking forward to our conversation. So, so like I said, um, you know, you've like I introduced to my audience, you know, you're, this obviously isn't your first rodeo. You've written several books, but your new book is called The Awe Factor, and I love that as a title. So tell us how you came up with that title. Well, you know, I was looking um, over my life one day, just thinking about all the awesome things that have happened in my life. And the not necessarily, uh, you know, Grand Canyon or double rainbow kind of awe uh, factors or sights or, you know, being in nature. Um, they're just more everyday kind of, I don't know, common things that happened to me that I went, oh my God, you know, or knock my socks off that how could that possibly happen? And so I just started thinking, got to have a lot of those. And I really wanted to tell people they don't have to go to the Grand Canyon to have all in their life. And that there's the little or things in their life every single day that can make it better. In fact, the subtitle really says that. It's how a little bit of wonder can make a big difference in your life. And uh, I also noticed it it's, um, hasn't been a big topic for researchers, but in the last, oh, I'd say three, four years, there is more research on it. And they're finding it helps so many things. And we could talk about the things that um, finding all your life could help. So I just wanted to share the awe in my life and the awe that of people that I've interviewed in their life and um, how regular people, people reading the book can go and get more awe in their life. Particularly, I think I was drawn to write the book because of I think people have lost the wonder and awe in their life this year, 2020. Oh, well, I, I could guess. not agree. I, I think you're yeah. absolutely right. Although uh, you said the show is going to be on next year, uh, the 2021. So it's really last year. <laughs> oh, correct. Yeah. But, yeah. but still, it's like, even though it's 2021 now, you know, and we're, we're beginning a new year, I think it's the really easy place for people to go is where they were last year, because that's what they know. Right. So I think I really wanted to, uh, the book, I didn't know when I was started to write it that we'd have such a not great year, 2020. Uh-huh. But by the end of it and, and uh, having the book published just 
you know, at the end of the year, I and my publisher and other people that are telling me, oh, what a great time. I really need this book now. And Totally. I and think it's, so I, I think I'm the timing glad. could not be better, actually. Exactly. So um, hopefully I can share some of that info with your listeners and help them have a better year uh, in 2021. Oh, perfect. I love it. So let's talk a little bit about what the word awe kind of tends to mean. I mean, I think for some people, there's always be a good context and maybe a not so good context with it. A good context in the terms of being allowing yourself to be really surprised and curious. But then on the other hand, I can almost see people thinking, I'm just, I don't really know what to do. So they immediately their mind goes to that space of overwhelm. Right. Well, it's interesting. And I didn't, I didn't even know this myself. I'm st- Till I start to do research on on awe, diction. If you look up the dictionary, one of the meanings, the prominent meanings, is wonder, which we, you know, know that, but also uh-huh. fear, wonder and fear. And uh-huh. I started to think about that, and I thought, what? I don't get it, fear. And then I thought about, okay, what about? a thunder lightning storm, you know, you're kind of wowed by look at that lightning, amazing. And then suddenly there's a loud crash of thunder and suddenly you do have fear. Uh-huh. So, uh, but, but I think, and that's not the focus of the book, fear, it's more of the wonder uh-huh. um, uh, that, that surrounds us every day. And I think we need to open our eyes and put our intention and in looking for it. Uh, because it's so valuable. It's for me. It's like the new happiness. Um, oh, I love that. I, I love the way you reference that because you know we get. You know, obviously, you know we're driven so much by what we think, and our thoughts are really shaped by our belief systems. And so, if you're used to just being around, say, chaos and negative stuff, then that's probably what you're going to think about the most kind of go out of your house in the morning and you you look up and you see a beautiful sunrise or you see you know two animals playing together or you hear birds chirping then you're reminded that there really is a lot a lot of wonder all around if you're willing to take the time to take it in and and the thing the thing I also realized doing the research although I didn't start out like that um, when I looked at some of the scientific studies and I referenced some of that in the book, but not a lot because it's not a scientific book. But um, just taking an all walk, the research, they took seniors who were prevalent to getting depression and anxiety. And over a number of weeks, they took them out um, every day or several days a week. And they asked them, okay, find one thing that uh, awes you or you find some wonder in. And they found after those weeks, they they tested them again, and they had a control study, and they found the people, the seniors who found the awe, were less depressed and less anxious. Uh And it wasn't wasn't anything major. It was just finding a tree that really, like, calls out to you, or if Uh you're in the city, some beautiful building, or the way it's painted, or the the decoration on it, or, you know, it's just little things. And it, uh-huh. it totally changed um, the depression and their anxiety. Well, the, the little things are often, I think, what people overlook. You know, we're, we tend to make things 
in, in general, I think human beings tend to make things more complicated, at least that, you know, that it's an easy space to go to. So to your point, I think being reminded that the simple things can, you know, bring us the most joy, I think is, is a point that needs to be expressed more. In the, in the uh, scientific study of audit, they say the two major um, things that bring us all, one is nature, which we can understand. Totally. And the other, I think we can all understand too, is childbirth and being around very young children, babies. Uh-huh. Um, and so I think if people want to find us to, to be around kids more, to be around young kids, because kids see the world in a different way. And I think that rubs off on, on adults. Um, I may have said this on the last show we're on, but I used to be a scenic designer. And some of you listeners may remember, some may not. They may be too young, but I designed Captain Kangaroo show. Oh, I love, I watched that when I was little. Oh, I love oh, so, you, so, you know, so I had to, whatever I did, I had to look through the eyes of a child to see how they would do something. So if you know the show, you know that uh, Bunny Rabbit, one of the puppets, was always um, kind of tricking Mr. Green Jeans and the uh-huh. into giving him carrots. And so if Bunny Rabbit said he made a machine to produce carrots, if, if he got Mr. Green Jeans to press a button, I'd have to design that machine. So I think, well, how would a child do it? And I thought, well, child probably would take a cardboard carton, go in the kitchen, get some uh, things to glue to the carton or tie to the carton, um, you know, color it with crayons, uh, you know. But I always had to think, how would a child, I could not think like an adult, you know. So that got me like in a mindset to to be lighter, to think of the world lighter. And somehow, and I'm so grateful for this, it has um, continued throughout my life of seeing the world. Yes, there's, there's things that need to be fixed. And yes, the world is not so great all the time. But if I could see it through the eyes of a child, it's much lighter. And um, I do see the wonder and awe in it. Well, I think kids in general, you know, just don't really have any fear, you know, back to what we were talking about at the beginning, you know, they, that they, instead of saying, I can't do that, you know, their thought is usually, why not? Why can't I do that? Right. I mean, one of the stories in the book, I was, um, I had my own dog and I went to an outdoor cafe and my dog was with me. And then I noticed there was a little, I don't know how old, I'm not good at ages, but two or three. And he spotted my dog and came over and wanted to play with my dog's tail. And of course, my dog got up and was running kind of, you know, in circles. And <laughs> the kid just kept running after the tail, you know, trying to catch it and just getting hysterical. And the tail would like wag and he'd get this little breeze or fuzzy thing in his face. And he went on like that for about five, 10 minutes. And I thought, Here's, you know, the simplest little thing, a dog's tail. And here's this child just being amazed. Right. (laughs) And getting such joy out of a dog's tail. Yeah. Well, it's funny that you bring that up because I have two dogs and one of them is is a black lab and she's a little on the small side. She's got some pit bull in her. But in the morning when when we wake up, my husband and I are both early risers. And as soon as Carly 
you know, as soon as Carly gets up, she has this little ritual she does in the house where she literally runs around the house about three times before she goes outside. It's almost like she's a lined up toy. And it's, it's so funny to just watch the expression on her face that she's so excited that she's up and it's the morning and it's time to go outside. Yeah, actually, there's another, you just gave another tip of finding more all your life, not only be around children, but be around pets. Yeah. Uh, because they, I remember a previous dog, I was watching the tennis match on TV uh-huh. and the one of the balls went off the screen and the dog went and looked behind <laughs> the TV to see if it was there. And I just start laughing. So uh, pets could bring us amazing uh, happiness, wonder, uh, yeah. awe, and uh, laughter too. Well, it's just, it, they, they have a way of making things, you know, so simple like kids, you know, it's, they don't hold grudges, you know, they don't, they don't wake up in a bad mood necessarily, you know, they don't, you know, get mad at, you know, get mad at you because your, your energy is off or, you know, you said something that hurt their feelings or whatever, you know, it's, they're all about being in the moment. You know, and that's one of the, one of the detractors of awe yeah. is um, we're not in the moment that we're thinking of the future or we're thinking of things happened in the past. And so even when awesome things occur, we don't see it because we're, where our mind is elsewhere. Yeah. Well, and that's one of the the foundations of what I teach in my fitness business is the power of intentions because, you know, in, in my business, in my industry, you know, people talk a lot about setting goals. I mean, there, you set goals in anything, but in, when you start a fitness program, that's usually one of the first things you do, but, the problem with that is, is that a goal is more about something in the future. And when you set an intention, you're more focused on the present. And that's really where you have the most control. So if you stay in your lane every day with your intentions, then you'll reach your goals. Now, maybe you said that <laughs> because of my last interview with you, but uh, I have a TEDx talk and it's all about the power of intention. That's right. I remember. That's why I brought it up, really. Yeah. Oh, great. So again, it's like and one of the things in my book is maybe that's the real beginning of finding more awe in your life is to set an intention um, to do that every day. What is yeah. your intention to get one more little awe thing? And I do have a story about that. I um, Last year, I think it was, I there's a, a group called Escape Adulthood. And I took one of their courses, I think it was over three weeks. And every day the assignment was to go in your world, in your day, find something of whatever um, they're going to tell you for that day and photograph it and then post it on their site so everyone could see it in the class could see it. So one day it was to find something in the shape of a heart. And um, at the time, I had morning glories growing around my front gate. And I finished walking my dog, and I came back, and I looked at the leaves of morning glories, and they are perfect heart shape. Uh-huh. And I had, I had been going in and out of my house several times a day for a couple of weeks and never noticed that. But because I had that intention of finding it, there it was. Yeah. 
So intention is so powerful. And it is. It be, is so I, incredibly powerful. And yeah. honestly, I probably told you this in our last conversation, but, but, you know, for years, I was so focused on the future, you know, that you forget about, you, know, you forget about what's happening in the moment. And then you miss so many of these cool little moments, like what we're talking about. Right. I was just really realizing writing my books, when I'm writing, I've got to be in the moment. Yeah. Because if I'm thinking of, oh, what am I going to make for dinner? I've suddenly lost my trend of what I'm writing about. So it's such a powerful tool to just stay stay right with the subject. So what are some other places that you discuss all in your book? Like what are some other, you know, easy insights that you could offer us? So um, again, it, it's... Um, it doesn't have to be big, little things. People that yeah. live in snow country. Yeah. It, I found out some, so many remarkable things. So one little snowflake, you know, people think, oh, there's thousands of crystals, you know, the snowflakes and shapes and sizes. There's actually only 35. Right. And, and every flake is different. Every single. Yeah, and, and 35 different ones. And so like. I don't live in snow country, but now if I did or came across the snow, I would I would kind of look more closely at it and yeah. uh, and and see if I could identify a different shape or you know if I had a microscope put it under the put it. Well, under nature the nature has so many incredible examples of how to bring more awe and wonder into your life. Oh, exactly. I remember my mom; she was in her eighties and she had her first plane ride. She was. Never wanted to take a plane, but then she had to. And she came off the plane and I said, Ma, how was the plane trip? She said, Ah, oh, it's it's wonderful. She said, I could see the tops of the clouds. And how you know, clouds themselves are incredible, but how often do we you can't see the tops of the clouds unless you're in the plane? That's true. That's very true. I usually try to make a point on that note when I fly to just kind of take note. It almost, it, it kind of makes me feel, you know, really comfortable because I, I think of it, speaking of clouds, as it's like a big giant pillow. You know, you're just on top of a giant pillow. Oh, wow. Yeah. I, I always, when I look out the window and I see great puffy clouds, I always, I know you can't, but it would be like, I'd love to like walk on them. I know. For me, I'd like to just lay down, you know, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. wouldn't work, but it would still be fun, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I used to have a, a house, I call it a house in the country. It was an hour and a half north of San Francisco, but there were redwood trees and I had an acre property and I I really didn't have a view except for that acre. I tell people I have an ocean view, but I had to walk a half a mile down the road <laughs> to see the ocean. <laughs> and you're I, like, well, for it to have an ocean view and have to walk that far, wow. I mean So I uh, but I would just um sit in my on the porch and look out of the the uh, acre of the it was just a field you know it wasn't anything major and if i sat there and be quiet wow there was so much activity and there was so many incredible things you know the, uh-huh. the bird that we every now and then a yellow kind of it wasn't a canary but it was a bright yellow bird would come by or i'd watch the turkeys the wild turkeys Turkeys. I once saw them. I had a big table there, and they were trying to get on my roof. And I noticed they would 
jump on the table and then jump on the roof and then run down the whole roof and you know they don't fly well and just fly a little bit onto the redwood tree and then one of them like was afraid of like jumping from the roof to the redwood tree so he ran down the roof and stopped at the edge and went all the way back again to try it but the point was there was so much going on if i just stopped and looked i think that's that can be a lesson to all of us you know every day to just take a moment and look right yeah and that's one of my in fact the last section of the book is where i have the awe prescriptions and the the subtitle is stop look and listen because i I love that if you do those three things like like stop i once uh, i have a story in there because i once went on a retreat uh-huh I, this this must be oh i don't know 30 years ago and i still remember this it was so vivid they they took us out in the in the little hillside and we sat on the hillside and they gave us each a raisin one raisin and he said okay put the raisin in the palm of your hand and look at the raisin Look at the shape, look at the wrinkles, look at the color, look at the texture, look at the size, and realize that every raisin, I don't know, about 30 people, there are 30 different raisins here. None of them are exactly alike. Amazing. And then he said, okay, now put the raisin in your mouth and slowly, very slowly, start eating it and chewing it and noticing the texture and the taste and uh, you know, maybe the little seeds, and does the skin feel different than the inside? And uh-huh. it was just amazing that this, yeah. I, you know, I had been probably all my life just putting a bunch of raisins in my mouth or, yeah. you know, well, just I mean, that's kind of the standard way that people do it. So, yeah. And here each, each raisin was like a gem. And so you know, that's part of my, in the stopping section, because all it meant was stopping and taking time yeah. to explore. So that, that's another, another tip. Well, that's, um, that's so, that's so classic. Uh, I think if everybody stopped and did that on a daily basis, as far as just how they do themselves, you know, cause I mean, obviously my show is about self-care. So that's what I usually talk about, but you know, anything that you do along those lines that, you know, gets you, it makes you feel inspired and excited. It can definitely be a form of self-care. And then look, you know, we, t- we talked about the uh, morning glory. So that, that was look, but uh, for my, uh, can I say this 80th birthday? Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> and that was young. Time. That's all. <laughs> 80. That was a couple of years ago. So <laughs> you're the same but, age as my dad. So that's, that's okay. Yeah. Just a number. My parents have always said that. Yeah, it's just a number. You're right. So I wanted a big celebration. So I went uh, with a couple of people for a cruise in uh, Europe. Oh, fun. And it started in Amsterdam. And we went to, I don't know if you've heard of Kuchenhof Gardens. Uh Uh-huh. And it was in the springtime. And they have 7 million tulips in bloom. (laughs) <laughs> oh wow! Seven seven million? Seriously? Wow! Yeah, they plant them every year. Some of them in fields. Some of them are designs. You know, different colors, uh-huh. different kinds of tulips. And and you know, you take one flower sometimes, and just like I looked in the tulip, and you know, it's a bright red tulip, but inside was uh, 
like a circle of yellow with black edging around it. Uh And it just like, again, if you just stop and look, there's more to than just looking at a tulip, you know, it's, (laughs) and 7 million of them. It was just, I couldn't believe it. I really, it was like one of those, oh my God moments. Yeah, totally. Talk about awe, right? Exactly, exactly. And we happened to be there. They they reached their peak at a certain day. And we happened uh-huh. to be there within a day or two of that, that moment. Uh, if you're ever in Amsterdam, make sure it's the spring and make sure you go there. <laughs> I will. Amsterdam's actually on my bucket list. So I've done. Oh my God. What a fa what a fabulous city. I mean, imagine another awe thing. You're living by these canals all the time, you know, Uh the boats are going by, these little bridges that go over them and uh, just, uh, that's what I love. I love traveling. And one of my things that I was not happy about in 2020 was not being able to travel. Yeah. Um, I think a lot of people are um, are really getting the itch, you know, to to go and do something fun. And I think the so what I did do, I mean, I did take my dog to the park, make sure that happened along a, along a walk, hike, uh-huh. at least once a week so that I get that, you know, nature hit and uh, saw things I had never known. There was a, there's a big cross in the park, Golden uh-huh. Gate Park. I never knew it. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I discovered things that I never knew, too. So that was kind of awesome. Um, so it's I think, a your, of, I think to your point, there are all kinds of things that are all around us on a daily basis if we just take time to notice. Right. In we my can create in, in essence, we can create our own off factor. Oh yeah. One one of you know one of the things I did uh, during COVID, and to me this was really all, all uh, related. Uh-huh. Uh, my daughter lives in the city with me, San Francisco, but we used to see each other maybe every other week. Uh-huh. And now, because of COVID, since uh, the beginning of it, every day at five o'clock, we're on the phone with each other. Oh, talking how wonderful. About, talking about our day. And, you know, I, I often think, oh, what am I, I have nothing to say today. And yet, <laughs> every day we're on the phone anywhere from 20 minutes to half hour or so. Uh-huh. Um, talking about stuff. So you obviously and do have things to talk about. You know? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's that that it's all you know that would have not happened without COVID. Yeah. So, um, to me, that's also like oh, that's that's kind of awesome that yeah that we do that. Yeah, I would completely agree, and it's something where, to your point, well, I don't know what I'm going to say. I think if you allow yourself to just be present in the moment, you'll know exactly what to say. Right, exactly. The other thing, you know, a lot of us, you know, we have the cell phones now, we have the internet. There's also like man-made awe, not only nature, Uh but man-made awe. Um, I'm a big theater person, so when I see a a lot of shows, sometimes awe me. I don't know if you know Fiddler on the Roof, but at the end, they're all going out of the town they love and don't know where they're headed. Uh And when I saw it on Broadway, all of the scenery disappears. There's nothing but a turntable and this group of people in kind of shabby clothes with everything they can carry on their back, just going slowly around the 
turntable as they're singing about the town they're leaving that they love so much. My high school, when my high school did Fiddler on the Roof as their musical one year. So yeah, I remember that. Yeah, and it's such a powerful moment uh, that, that, you know, it's those kind of moments in theater that just all blows me away. Yeah. Well, there's just, there's so much talent on display, you know, and to think that for so many people, it's like a God-given talent, literally. That they, that they... And that's, yeah, I'm, I am so in awe when I hear a singer yeah, uh, that that just is so incredible. Uh, I, as I say, I used to go a lot of theater, and I went to a number. We have a wonderful cabaret in the city, and you hear one person usually very up close, and, and they're just when when they're and they usually have the top ones, and they're just the top performers, and they're just so incredible. They could stand there and sing a song that could move you to tears or to laughter uh-huh. or make your heart sing. Or <laughs> yeah. And I'm so in awe when that happens. Yeah, it's an absolutely incredible. It's just, it's if you allow yourself to take it in, it, it, it can produce that kind of reaction. I mean, for me, you know, when I, when I travel and go places, I always want to try to look around and see, just see what's happening. You know, one of the, my favorite places to go is down to the Keys. And, um, and every time I drive across the Seven Mile Bridge and look out over the ocean, it's like the sky and the ocean literally meet. Right. Yeah. Beautiful. Just beautiful. Yeah. You know, I used to um, have a friend. He's back east. I'm here and we don't see each other anymore. But he would go to Europe and only stay in brand name hotels like the Hilton or the Marriott. And I would say, why are you even going to Europe? <laughs> yeah. Because when I go, I want to stay in either little hotels or Airbnbs just to get the flavor of that city. Um, I could not agree more. I'm with you. When I when we when we travel, um, you know, I mean, for example, when I go to the Keys, I never I don't like staying in the big hotels. I much prefer staying in like a small B and B or something where you can get the real feel for the for the you know, get the vibe of the area. Right. So I just want to touch on, I don't know, we don't have a lot of time, but I wanted to touch on why, why people should listen to us. <laughs> about yeah, why not? And so some of the research has found um, that it connects us to other people. And um, I, I was thinking, well, how does that do it? And I realized when I've been in Hawaii, Often when the sun is setting and they have magnificent sunsets. So that's to begin with. But there's something called the green flash. And when the sun, there's one moment, doesn't happen every time, but every now and then, when the sun hits the ocean, there is this green flash. And they don't Uh quite know why. And because it doesn't happen every day, you, you go there to wait for it. And you kind of wait with other people on the beach. And I realized that they were, we're connecting because if it doesn't happen, you often will turn to someone else and say, you know, have you ever seen this? Uh-huh. Or, uh, when have you seen it last? Or when do you think it will happen? Um, but you're connecting. And then if it does happen, oh, my God, everyone, you know, lets out this. Ah, ah. <laughs> oh, I, I- I agree. I mean, we, we actually, I've had a conversation about this exact thing. Um, one 
one spring when I was down in the Keys, we actually saw the green flash and it was amazing. But if you weren't like ready for it, you would have missed it. Yeah. So that's, you have to be ready. But, um, you know, as research is finding, it connects us to other, to other people. So that's, I love that. Yeah. That's, that's one of the things. And researcher Dasher Keltner, a leading researcher these days in awe, likes to um, talk about two myths in awe and so that he would like to dispel. And one is that awe is rare, like the green flash. Uh-huh. And what we've been talking about, it's not. It's all around us. And he's done surveys in 30 co- countries. And he found that people in most countries, I don't know about U.S., but they say they saw something that caused awe in, their, in them, um, awe-inspiring, at least two and a half times a day. So what he's saying is it's not rare. It is all around us. And the second thing is that you have to go somewhere special to find awe. And maybe you do have to go to the Keys or or (laughs) Hawaii to see the green flash. But most of the time, uh, you don't have to go anywhere special. I was watching a child the other day while walking my dog. The leaves are falling here. And ah. they were looking for like pretty, you know, orange, orangey ones. And uh-huh. just pick up a leaf this fall and, and look, look at the colors in it. Yeah, the, the, the fall that we just had to me was, you know, so much better than the last couple of years, um, at least mm-hmm. where we live. Um, you know, the, the colors and the leaves were just brilliant. Oh, and then I think, you know, um, Cirque du Soleil, the amazing, every time I see a Cirque du Soleil show, I am awed by it. It's just, uh-huh. just incredible. Um, but what research you're finding, they actually use that show for some research, is that it sparks our creativity. Oh, I love that. If you know the shows, you can see why, because they are, you know, you go, how how did that happen? How did they do that? How can, how can they possibly do that? And so... And there's a number of other things I won't go into all the research, but it increases our generosity. Uh-huh. It encourages compassion and uh, it expands our sense of time. You know, I think if you, if you think of like the Grand Canyon, it's almost like timeless. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so all, all of those things are beneficial and is why uh, we should be looking to get more awe in our life uh, for both our health and our happiness. Yeah. Oh, I love it. This has been awesome. I'm just, I get all excited when I have conversations like this. So (laughs) So let's say um, someone out there is listening and they're feeling really inspired and excited. What, you know, but maybe they just, what piece of advice could you give them? I mean, obviously we can tell people to stop and take a look around, but what, what inspiring thought could you leave with them today? Buy my book. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, we'll make sure that the link to your book is here. So you mean anybody's out that, there listening, please make sure you do that. <laughs> you mean other than that? Well, one of my favorite things, and maybe it's not theirs, but is to have bubbles around. There's uh-huh. mag- such magic and awe and bubbles. Yeah. The colors, the shapes, um, the sizes. I mean, I was in the park the other day and they were blowing these, you know, Three foot bubbles, <laughs> uh-huh. uh, and the way they move, and with the three foot bubbles, by the way, are not round. 
because they're so big. They're like odd shapes. And yeah, they're like crazy shapes. Just have some bubbles around. And I think we may have talked about this last time, but I have some in my car. So when I'm in a traffic jam, relieve my stress, I blow bubbles. But I think if you really stop, look at bubbles, you'll get more awe in your life if you if you concentrate on them and just um, find the joy in them and the wonder, the wonder yeah. that this thing, this air thing, and it's mostly air. Could yeah, it is. Sense. But but look at what it looks like. You know, it doesn't look like air, obviously. You know. Exactly. So go buy some bubbles and go buy some bubbles. bubbles. That's an easy tip to leave with people. So. <laughs> So where can people find you again? Well, on the internet, um, www.allen, A-L-L-E-N, Klein, uh-huh. K-L-E-I-N, or any of the online bookstores, Barnes & Nobles, Amazon, Bookshop. So they all have can all Google you books. on any of those and find, and find your stuff. Yeah, just put either the off actor or put my name in, Alan Klein. And I'm not the Beatles manager, by the way. He was, the, he's not living in anymore, but. <laughs> Alan Klein was the Beatles manager and it's not, but that's not you. (laughs) 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 Awesome. Okay. Well, thanks again for coming on my show. I know we, we scheduled this a while back, but I'm glad we were able to make it work. Yes. Thank you, Allison. This is a fabulous time and um, happy new year. Yes. Happy new year to you as well. Fabulous. We're hoping that 2021 is everything we want it to be. Is an awesome year. Yes, completely. <laughs> a colleague of mine says, we'll just get in the done energy and say it's done, right? Right, exactly. It's Fabulous. Awesomeness. 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 So if anyone out there is listening, and the, I guess the best piece of advice I can give you today is to, is to go out and find the awe factor in your life, whatever that looks like. Um, and you definitely want to pick up a copy of Alan's book. I know I'm planning to do that too. But before I before I sign off, I just want to just want to say how incredibly grateful I am for all of you all's support. Over, we'll be going into our second year this year on the air, and we're worldwide. We're heard in over thirty countries, and I'm so incredibly grateful. I love hearing from all of you. Please feel free to reach out to me if there's a anything that you would like to see me discuss or anything that you would like to see me touch on. If you wanted me to get Alan back for a future talk, we can definitely do that too. But if you are on Facebook and you're not in my private community yet, please come over and join me there. Living Your Ultimate Life Through Fitness and Self-Care. We do all kinds of fun, challenging, but interesting things there too. So it's not all about moving your body, although that is obviously what I'm super passionate about. But uh, we do a lot of other fun stuff there too. And if you're feeling inspired and you want to become a supporter of this show, uh, we do have three supporter offers on my website. My website is cufitness.com, the letter C, the letter U, fitness.com. Just click on the podcast tab and you can go and see the different levels that we offer. I'm always about, I love getting gifts. I love giving gifts. So whatever supporter level that you feel like contributing to, uh, you will get a free gift and a personal note from me as my token of appreciation. So have a look at those. We have three different levels. These are one-time contributions. So we're not asking you to make, to commit to a monthly thing by any means. But if you are feeling inspired, then uh, we would, we would love to have it. This is Allison Katzkowski again with the ultimate journey of self-care. You are one step closer to living your ultimate life. So make it a good one.